Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Zinka from ABC's On the Red Carpet. And together, we're taking you inside Disney. Ahoy, me hearties. Ahoy. <laughs> Welcome back ashore. I, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I missed you guys, but not that much. Ah, <laughs> we missed you. Well, we were living vicariously through your IGs, so. That's true. Uh, How was it? Thank you. It was insane for those who were not following on my IG, which is perfectly fine. I did Marvel Day at Sea on the Disney Dream with my pal AJ, fabulous blogger. We had the best time. I had never done Marvel Day at Sea. And they moved it to the Dream from the Magic this year. And it was bigger, better. I could not believe the amount of characters that they had. They do this show called Heroes Unite on the deck one night. It was like this epic, like I thought it would be like a 15 minute show. I think it was close to 45 minutes. There was like more than 30 heroes and villains battling it out. There were multiverses involved. There was Spider-Man climbing the funnel. My mind was completely blown by the stunts. The, The cast was just remarkable. So much great stuff. Incredible performances the entire day long. And it was fantastic. My hat is off. My sailor hat is off to the cast and crew of the Disney dream. What's your uh, chicken tender count at? Oh, the chicken tender oh, count <laughs> is, it is off Ooh. the charts. It is as off the charts as my cholesterol level is right now. That's the way to do it. Oh my it, goodness. It was pretty outstanding. Yeah. The chicken tenders were of course exceptional. I got to host D23 Inside Disney at sea, not once, but twice, which was so much fun. I did it for the crew one day and I did it for guests. And that was, I mean, amazing and just such great feedback. And it's always so surreal to see the three of us up there on the screen talking to me. (laughs) And I was like, oh, hey, me. But it was great. And so uh, shout outs to Matt, Lindsay, Rebecca. Andrea, everyone who was just so fantastic on the ship. I did use the travel time to catch up on a bunch of things, including National Treasure Edge of History, which was so good. The twists are so twisty. (laughs) I watched Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl, which was amazing. I may have watched some of it twice because I was crying so much. I'm going to blame the altitude for that. (laughs) Really just fantastic. And sorry, I've been going on and on. Sherry, what have you been up to? Well, I just took a little weekend jaunt to Portland, which was that flight time was the perfect amount of time to watch the Bob's Burgers movie on Hulu. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) I missed it. I love the series. So I was excited for the movie, but I finally got to watch it this weekend and it is hilarious. I mean, Tina Belcher fans unite. DM me. Love her. (laughs) It was great. Highly recommend if you haven't checked it out yet. How about you, Zynga? I'm just glad to be back. I'm glad Jeffrey's back and even more excited about our guest today. We've got James Monroe Iglehart, voice actor on the Disney Junior series Super Kitties and Tony winner for Aladdin on Broadway. So very excited about that. He also talks about being a part of Hercules, which our pal Thomas Schumacher from Disney Theatrical Productions was just chit-chatting with us about. If you have not heard that episode, definitely go back and listen to it. Aside from the fact that I am not on the news part, it is fantastic. 
<laughs> well, we got a lot of news first. A lot of news for Zynga. What's going on? Yes, we do, y'all. Guess what? It's time to roll out that red carpet because it's award season. It's officially mm. here. Yay! And it's, of course, one of my favorite times of the year, right? Um, and we've got some amazing news on this front, starting off with the Walt Disney Company winning nine Golden Globe Awards and mm. earned 19 SAG Award nominations. So give it up for our Disney crew. Hey, and mm. let's start off with the winners from the Golden Globes. You know what? I bet elementary has really been on a winning streak, right? Love it. So <laughs> Quinta Brunson, who won for performance by an actress on TV series. And we've also got Tyler James Williams, who won for best supporting actor in a television series. I am actually very excited for Jeremy Allen White as well from The Bear. Such mm -hmm. a good show on Hulu. And of course, the queen herself, Angela Bassett. She won for Black yes. Panther, Wakanda mm. Forever, and really happy for her. Congratulations to everybody. And really excited about all the SAG nominees for the complete list. You can head over to d23.com. Congratulations, wow. everyone. What a <laughs> big week for awards. It was also a huge week for Disney Parks. We got about... Mm. One billion announcements <laughs> <laughs> of new projects all around the world. We talked a little bit about some new stuff last week, like World of Color One and more. At Disneyland Resort, huge news for French Market Restaurant in New Orleans Square. This is going to be reimagined into Tiana's Palace. Yay! Woo! I can't uh, This will be a new quick service style restaurant, and you might even find Tiana in New Orleans Square. So Imagineers are working with Disney animation artists from the original film to bring this location to life so you can imagine the level of detail. <laughs> also, there's all kinds of news about the Magic Key Pass, the reservation system, Photo Pass, and over at Walt Disney World Resort, parking, Disney Genie Plus, and more. So you can find all of those details on the Disney Parks blog and d23.com. At Disneyland Paris, they are wrapping up their 30th anniversary celebration with just a whole lot of fun. A lot of treats here. Avengers Power the Night. That is a show that will light up the night skies at Walt Disney Studios Park. And starting April 12th, Disney Dreams Nighttime Spectacular is returning following the Disney Delight Drone Show. And... Of course, Pixar We Belong Together, the brand new stage show is coming soon as well. So keep an eye on d23.com for more on these events, plus Wondrous Journeys, plus Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, plus the reimagining of Toontown, plus the Magic Happens Parade returning, plus Lunar New Year, plus the Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> Guys, there's a lot to do. <laughs> Woo, I'm exhausted just hearing you go through that list. My goodness, Same. my goodness. So for four days, our friends over at D23, the official Disney fan club, they attended the Winter Television Critics Association press tour. Now that is where a ton of television and streaming announcements were made. There were so many things we would be here for like at least four days to go through it all, but they did announce that ABC will be airing Jeopardy Masters, which includes six of the highest ranked current Jeopardy contestants facing off in a Champions League style event. This one, though, really got me excited. Schoolhouse Rock 50th anniversary sing-along, you know, in the tradition Ooh. of the Disney sing-alongs that they have done on ABC. This one, I mean, Schoolhouse Rock, I know yeah. I grew up with that. I feel like you may not have, but that's okay. I have some little bits and pieces. Uh, Interplanet <laughs> Janet, she is a galaxy girl and I cannot wait. It's going to be hosted by Ryan Seacrest on February 1st. 
and guests are including the Black Eyed Peas, Julianne Huff, Raven Simone, friend of the pod, Raven Simone, way more people. It's very, very exciting, mainly for me, who like is just a bill. I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol <laughs> Hill. The other really, really big announcement that came out that I think anyone who listens to this show will also be excited about because we've had Dan Povenmire on twice is 40 new episodes of Phineas and Ferb. I'm so excited. Dan, friend of the pod, is back. He's going to be overseeing the show. I'm so excited for all those days of summer and to see what antics the boys get into and Candace and all of that. Plus, um, one other cool announcement coming to Disney Plus on St. Patrick's Day, Friday, March 17th, is Bono and the Edge, A Sort of Homecoming with David Letterman. The Academy Award-winning filmmaker Morgan Neville, he filmed David Letterman on his first visit to Dublin to hang out with Bono and the Edge in their hometown because, you know, that's just what you do. You, like, get on a plane, you go to Dublin, you hang out with Bono and the Edge. (laughs) So look for that on Disney+. Plus. You can read every major announcement that came out of the TC over at d23.com. Nice. Well, in Disney Plus news, we just got the trailer and the poster for The Mandalorian Season 3. Uh-huh. Yes. That's right. This is get, the way. Get your Grogu fix. The trailer premiered on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Plus. And if you missed it, you can see that plus a new poster at starwars.com. Ah, guys, I can't wait to be reunited with Grogu. I know. Same. <laughs> Same. Season three premieres exclusively on Disney Plus starting March 1st. Mm. Nice. And this next piece of news will surely bring some music to your ears. <laughs> Get ready because there is a Black Panther Wakanda Forever music special coming to Disney Plus. It's actually a series and it's entitled Voices Rising, the music of Wakanda Forever. And this series is going to give fans a deeper look into the film's musical influences, their inspirations, the behind the scenes process. I personally love the soundtrack, so it's very exciting. You'll get to see the cast and crew, the musicians, as well as exclusive footage of the recordings. And this all goes down February 22nd on Disney+. Plus. You can check out the trailer at Marvel Entertainment's YouTube page. And don't forget... Black Panther Wakanda Forever is premiering on Disney Plus on February 1st. That is amazing. Another very, very cool streaming news. Breaking news, but the one and only, the Everything Award winning Meryl Streep is joining the cast of Only Murders in the Building for season three. Oh, we have no other information. But I cannot wait. (laughs) Selena Gomez revealed it on social media. You've got to see it. It's she's just making sure that her her uh, co-cast mates are comfortable. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. The students also in a completely different news, students honored by this year's Disney Dreamers Academy have been announced. Now, Now, this has been going on for more than a decade. And this year, 100 students have been chosen for the program from across the country. They'll all come to Disney World in March. Now, this is an incredible event that is aimed at broadening career awareness and creating exclusive opportunities for Black students and teens from underrepresented communities across America. And none other than the fabulous Kelly Rowland surprised one of the students live on national television. You've got to see that to believe it. It is incredible. Congratulations to all the dreamers. And I cannot wait to hear more about this program in the next couple months. But first, you know what it's time for. What could it be? 
It's time for Five Fantastic Things to Watch This Weekend, presented by State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, up first, I need to say we are leading up to the final item. So if you can put it together from the first four... That's impressive. But first, <laughs> Iron Man 2. It is available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Big fan of this. You get the Stark Expo. You get a song from Richard Sherman. I'm very in. <laughs> also available to stream on Disney+, Plus. Iron Man 3. Ooh. Yes, Tony Stark is plagued with worry and insomnia. Relatable. I was going to say. <laughs> Since saving New York from destruction, not exactly relatable, but incredible movie nonetheless <laughs> well all right next clue captain america civil war also available to stream on disney plus maybe one of my favorite films big fan captain america civil war chris evans tony stark robert tony jr model magic oh wonderful and even more wonderful what if Killmonger had rescued Tony Stark, available to stream on Disney+. Plus. Yes, it's the villain we all love to hate, Killmonger. Yes. I love that What If series. Such a great series. And it all leads up to all those four clues have led up to Sunday, January 22nd, 8 p.m. The Wonderful World of Disney, Iron Man. Yes, the original Iron Man, the one that really officially kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Coming to ABC. Check it out out hmm. on it to our guest who is a disney star of stage and screen animated and live action he won a tony award for his portrayal of genie in disney's aladdin on broadway and has lent his voice to such animated series as rapunzel's tangled adventure ducktales elena of avalor vampirina alice's wonderland bakery and fire buds he just appeared in disenchanted and he's playing the villainous mr puppy paws on the new disney junior series super kitties and he is appearing as phil in hercules the musical at the paper mill playhouse please welcome to the show the phenomenally talented james monroe eigelhart welcome james that was amazing i couldn't have better myself thank you so much i mean your career is amazing i'm here for your playbill bio listen i i'm very blessed i kid you not i know people say that all the time but i remember going to the drive-in yep there used to be called drive-ins and my parents drove me and i went and saw jungle book i think i was like maybe six or seven years old and from that moment on I was like, I don't know what this Disney thing is, but I got to be a part of it. And uh, we were the first kids on the block to have the Disney Channel. Ooh. I was 10 years old when cable was just starting. So we were the first kids to have Disney Channel on the block. I went to Disneyland so much that my wife and I said, we can't go anymore. We have to start going to Disney World because we were giving people directions. <laughs> you hear somebody call like, I'm looking for the Pirates Cabin. Oh, yeah, okay. You want to go past Fire and, and, and oh, they're like, he's, yeah. doing, he's doing the two finger the two point. Finger point. You know, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, so I, the uh, fact that I get to be a part of this uh, this wonderful company for so long, the kid in me is always excited every time I do anything like this. Oh, well, we are excited as well. Please tell us about Super Kitties. Ah, <laughs> well, I don't really want to talk about the Super Kitties per se. I'd rather talk about myself because I, Mr. Puppy Paws, am the star of Super Kitties. <laughs> yes. So, um, <laughs> Super Kitties. 
is a wonderful, amazing action show starring four adorable kitties, Ginny, Sparks, Buddy, and Bitsy. And these wonderful kittens transform into the amazing super kitties. And they're teaching kids in a different way. Instead of, you know, learning your, like, your, your ABCs or learning, like, your math, you're learning empathy, friendship, kindness, things like that. Like, how to... Things that I lack. <laughs> a lot of problem solving like like if i want something but my friend has it how do i share with them without just taking it or if i want to hang out with my friend but they want to hang out with other people how do i deal with hanging out with other people and not just you know coveting mm -hmm. that person's time for myself that's what this show kind of shows you in different ways i know i've had so much fun with mr puppy paws because he does so many things that you know, we're told it's not not to do, but you have to learn not to do, you know? Mm. So I hope when kids watch it, this will help that lesson of them going, oh, right. I can't take that toy from someone because I remember I was watching Mr. Puppy Paws and he did something like that. And the super kitties told me that we have to share. Or Aww. if someone wants to be alone, it doesn't mean they don't like me. It just means that they need their space and I, it's okay to have that. And this show does that so well, but it does it in a way. And I'm such a big animation fan. I love animation. It's one of those shows where the parents can sit down and watch it and have as much fun with it as the kids can because there's mm -hmm. messages that go right to the kids and then there's messages that the adults will go, ha ha, that's for me. I get it. So. <laughs> well, as we heard a little snippet of earlier, you're voicing a villain this time, Mr. Puppypaws. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so much fun. <laughs> the name alone, I have a hard time saying without giggling. <laughs> what is voicing Mr. Puppypaws like for you? It is one of the best gigs Ever. I remember <laughs> they sent me, uh, it was it was audition, they sent me a picture and I saw him and it's, it was two pictures. It was one, him looking extremely cute. He's a wonderful, cute little puppy. And then the other one, his eyes shifted just a bit to give a little bit of, and I was <laughs> like, oh, there it is. There, I know exactly what to do. <laughs> and I was in my closet because it was <laughs> during pandemic times. I was in my closet and I'm just talking and barking. And I get out of the closet. My wife goes, what are you doing? And I said, living my life here. So <laughs> it is so much fun to voice him because I get to kind of live in a world where he doesn't have any boundaries of just being as selfish as possible. You know, if you have a pet, you know, whether you have a kitten or a puppy, they don't care what you want. They want what they want and they want it now. And that's who he is. And it's so much fun to play him. He does have a heart though. He's not pure evil. He does have a heart, but he's got an ego. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's up there with the other Disney villains. I think he's, he's oh. not as bad. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. But when it comes to the ego, the boy, he, he's definitely sure of himself. Ooh. You did mention the closet. I would like to say that Sherry is currently Zooming you from her closet. That yes. is correct. I love, love a it. fellow closet recorder. Hey, listen, <laughs> I remember when the pandemic started, my agent called and said, hey, do you have a microphone? I said, I know. You get one. And we didn't have a place to record. So we went inside, you know, my wife and I's closet. And I remember Disney saying, my gosh, where are you? Because it's time they couldn't see me on Zoom. Like, you sound amazing. I turned on the camera. They were like, <laughs> wow. So... <laughs> And they wanted me to take a, they, can you take a picture of your closet? Like they were going to tell other people like how to set up the coats the way I had. Yes. It was <laughs> me. The coats have to be just acoustically right. accurate. It's like, okay, if this snow jacket is here, but these shoes are here, this exactly. is the perfect sound for what we need. <laughs> well, taking it back, your first big Disney break was starring as Jeannie in Aladdin on Broadway. Yes, yes sir. So looking back, what was that whole experience like? 
What's funny is I've had some time to reflect and look back on it, and it was one of the greatest moments of my life. I always say, besides getting married to my beautiful wife, Dawn, and um, my kids, Aladdin was so up there in my life because um, I've been wrapped up in Genie since I was 17, you know, since the movie came out. You know, I'm a 90s kid, so I graduated high school in 1992, which is when the movie came out. I remember seeing it. I've told this story before. I remember seeing it and saying, I want to do that. I don't know how, but I want to do it. And getting to go on the journey was tougher than I ever thought it would be. I mean, extremely tough because when you finally book a Broadway leading role, you're still thinking the college student is you is like, my life is made. This is it. I've made and that you don't think about the journey you're going to go through. You know, I had to train. I literally had to train to get my stamina up to be able to do friend like me. Friend Like Me is pretty much an eight minute song, maybe 749, maybe. And just the stamina just to do that, especially with what Casey Nicola had between the singing, the jokes, the talking, the tab dancing, the regular dancing, the stopping, and the, it was just so much. But I wouldn't change it for the world. I got to see so many things. I got to meet so many people. Because of Jeannie, I got to meet President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. I mean, just that alone was crazy. We got to sing at the White House. I got to perform on the Tonys. I actually won. There's only two of us in the Disney theatrical family that have personal Tonys, myself and Heather Headley. So to be a part of that, that legacy is amazing. I got to meet Bob Iger. I was like, <laughs> hey! I didn't say Bob. I was real cool. I was like, hello, Mr. Iger. He was like, James. I was like, oh, I can call you Bob. Okay, that's pretty cool. You know, I got to you know, meet some amazing people, you know. So what I got to do with Aladdin has been, and the fact that the legacy has gone on and I, I get to now mentor other genies. There's a brand new genie named Marcus Martin and Michael James Scott, who's the current genie and I, we talk to him all the time. He asks us questions about business and life and the show. And the fact that I get to go, you know, back in my day when I played genie, we did, you know, the fact that we yeah. get to do that is so, so it's really, really cool. So it was one of the best feelings ever to be able to play that role. Wow. All right. So do you have one favorite memory from being on stage in the show? I have a few, but the one that comes to my, first of all, this is crazy to say, but no, hope it doesn't sound too conceited. But I remember the, the show after the Tonys. Mm. And the joke is, I'm supposed to go into my pocket and pull out a lamp. And instead, I pull out a Statue of Liberty. Well, one of the higher ups said, you know, hey, if you're down, why don't you pull out the Tony this time? And so mm. I went to get that lamp. And instead, I pulled out the Tony. And the place just blew up for oh. a good, <laughs> like, I kid you not. I know it doesn't sound long. But for a good minute and 30 seconds, they just applauded. And I just kind of, like, let it wash over me that... That actually happened. And it was so mm -hmm. much fun. So I put it back in my pocket. We finished the song. And then I quickly put the Tony back into the bag, back into the box, back into another bag, back into the bag, <laughs> and put it away. <laughs> into the safe until it was time to go home, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, that gives me chills. Well, mm -hmm. now you're back in a Disney show as Phil in Hercules, which is yes. opening at the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey, a role that you brought to life at the Delacorte Theater in 2019. What can you tell us about the production? It's going to blow your mind. I'm not going to lie. I think one of the fun things about Disney Theatrical is we are able to present you with the stories you know, but in a way you've never seen. I mean, what's the point of going to the theater and seeing a show if you can just watch it on Disney Plus or watch it on your 4K Blu-ray? We're going to give you the story, but we're going to tell it to you in a different way 
way, but with all of the magic, with all of the music and with all of the energy and all the love and compassion that you remember from when you first watched Hercules. And I remember where I was, I think it was 1997. I was in Ashland, Oregon, and I was doing my first show away from home and I went to go see, you know, Hercules. And now here we are all these years later and I'm playing Phil and I feel like that. I feel like Phil. I feel like the guy mm -hmm. who's training the new guys coming up. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like when I was doing Aladdin, I was like, I am the guy. Now I feel like, you know, I said, I still feel like the guy, but I feel like the guy who looking at the younger brothers and saying, yo, let me help you out. Let me show you what I knew. Let me show you mistakes I made. You don't have to make. You'll make your own, but let me show you what we could do. And so I definitely feel a strong connection with Phil and his journey to help Herc be who he is. But let me tell you, if you're worried, anybody out there, if you're worried, because people are always worried about one thing or another about one show. They, with us, they're worried about the genie in the carpet. With this one, they're always worried about the muses. Do not worry. We have yeah. five of the most amazing singers you have ever heard in your life. When you hear Zero to Hero, you're fine. Don't worry about it. It's a wonderful experience every time. So yeah, the show is going to be great. Lear, our amazing director, is fantastic. She's come up with a great concept for, you know, Hercules, it's not just one person being the most powerful. Sometimes you have to have a community to help you, you know, get together to be who you're supposed to be. That's the story we're telling. And I think people are going to thoroughly enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Well, how is Phil similar to what fans of the film know? And how is the character different? Ah, so. Well, in the film, he's kind of a, you know, he's a satyr, he's a goat man. And, uh, you know, I am not. <laughs> Wait, you're saying Danny DeVito is? Danny DeVito, no, the character Phil is. Danny oh, DeVito's okay, a sorry. Fantastic I got comedic actor, director, producer. <laughs> Look forward to meeting him someday. In the film, he was that, and they decided to kind of like change it up. And I, I think they decided to change it up. I'm, I'm using my own opinion here, so take it with a grain of salt. But if you go back, uh, it's a 1997 film. There were some jokes that were okay in 97 and mm. not okay in 2022. Mm -hmm. I mean, not exactly not okay, but a little, little, little questionable. <laughs> <laughs> so they've turned him more into a uh, coach trainer instead of the satyr and, and what <laughs> that film usually does when he's not training. So one of the cool things about it is they've let me kind of create who he's going to be. So like they did with Jeannie, they kind of let me step into the shoes and kind of like build from the inside out. And I think what you're going to see the differences between it is one, he's a little more soulful because I am. And two, there's more of a, I think there's more of a father figure relationship with Herc and Phil in this one. I mean, he had it there, it was a trainer and friend, but this is more like, like a dad, you know, to have his back. So I think those are kind of the differences. Also, he's got, I, I can't say too much about it, but he's got some other songs besides just Ooh. One Last Hope. So that's going to be fun for people to see Phil kind of step out and kind of get to see more of his personality than what you saw before. Very exciting. All right. We loved your appearance in Disenchanted. What was it like filming your train scene and the production number? It was wonderful and fantastic. And these are things that people no and then certain things you don't know like first of all let me just say patrick dempsey's wonderful just a wonderful wonderful guy and and harada another broadway legend and michael mccory just another broadway guy who's fantastic we all had a wonderful time that day and what you don't know is it was raining cats and dogs it just kept going off and on so we actually filmed two versions one with us holding umbrellas and one with us not holding umbrellas so poor patrick had to hold a sword and an umbrella <laughs> it was like the rain was there and then it would go away and then it would come back and we were like oh you know what just just get both so it was <laughs> the out of my direct just got both and then sitting in the scene it was so much funny but then the the production number was just it just 
awesome to get to be a part of that. And the fun part is we had a bigger part and it ended up on the cutting room floor. But our song that we recorded ended up on the soundtrack. So if you go to the soundtrack, there's a song called Hard Time for Heroes. And Michael, myself, and Anne and Patrick all sing this other song. So I'm so glad that it made it onto the soundtrack that we got to, you know, show that part of us as well. But it was a it was a wonderful four months in Ireland filming, watching the magic happen. It was great. And then getting to go to the premiere was just I got to say back and go, I'm in, I'm finally in a Disney major production movie. It was oh it was cool. It was really, really cool. Awesome. Okay. What is the funniest thing that happened on set? Oh, inside the film, when you see us singing to Gabrielle, you see us singing to her daughter. What you don't see is the fact that it snowed, hailed, wind, and rain all day long. <laughs> we are in that scene for a minute and 30 seconds, and it took six hours to film because the weather kept changing. When we got to the trailers, it was... 55 degrees in the sun. I closed the door to the trailer, put on my costume, opened my door, and it was snowing. <laughs> closed no my way. door 10 minutes later, and it wasn't snowing anymore. They said, okay, let's go to set. So we all start walking to set. We watch, we do our rehearsal, we get to our marks. He says, action. As he says, action, this giant windstorm comes sweeping through and blows the set down <laughs> and blows everything around. So like, okay, cut back, cut back, cut back. We all put on our warm jackets. They set everything back up. They go, okay, and action and hail began to fall as i began to sing <laughs> and we just like what is going on so they said we go back to one put our stuff back on so finally we got the first shot we got the you know there's a festival in our future we got that part <laughs> then we go back we're going to take it from another side put our stuff okay rehearse rehearse put everything you say action i kid you not raindrops the size of golf balls began to fall <laughs> on everyone so then they're like trying to drape us over put warm things it was the funniest thing every time adam called action a different form of weather showed up so when i saw the film and how beautiful it looked of us just walking through i was like you know movies is magic movies is magic. <laughs> because i'm not kidding it was hail wind snow and rain it, and it just kept happening all day so we kept shooting in between the different weather moments wow <laughs> oh, i would have wow. never known nope never it was, great. it was so much fun oh wow all right you've done so many voices for disney including roles on firebuds alice's wonderland bakery ducktales vampirina elena vavalor and my favorite as lance strongbow on <laughs> rapunzel's tangled adventure <laughs> i love you. that show so much me too what is it about your dulcet tones that is so perfect for Disney? I think because I'm an absolute ham and I have no problem being silly <laughs> and I love animation. I have loved animation since the first time I heard Phil Harris play Baloo and Sterling Holloway play Ka in Jungle Book. And I went, whatever this is, I want to do it. And then I got to Disneyland and I heard a voice and I thought it was the coolest voice ever. I heard Paul Freeze as the ghost host. And then I realized mm -hmm. he wasn't just the ghost host. He was Ludwig von Drake in mm -hmm. Donald and Math Magic Land. And he's also half of the voices in Disneyland. He's like, there's Mel Blanc and then there's Paul Freeze. And Paul does all these different voices in there. You know, then there's Jim Cummings, you know, stepping in from Sterling Holloway to do Winnie the Pooh and Tigger as well as, as Darkwing Duck. And j just to listen to these voices, that's all I wanted to do. Like where other kids were talking about 
their favorite basketball players, I was talking about voiceover artists and they thought I was insane. So mm -hmm. I have literally been training myself since I was a kid to do this. My poor wife, who I love dearly, and we've been married for 20 years, salt pepper shakers have voices, skillets <laughs> and you know, household appliances have different voices and different things. And I <laughs> do this stuff. And so she was so happy when I finally got into animation. She was like, good, you could do this for a living and stop bothering me, but she loves it. So I think what makes me good for this job is that I thoroughly love it. I have been a fan of animation since I was a kid, and this is all I've ever wanted to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Broadway. I love being on stage. I love the audience. I, I would never take it away. But to get behind that mic and lose yourself into this drawing that some amazing artist has created is one of the best feelings I have ever had mm. in my entire life. It's really, mm. I love it every second of it. Mm. Wow. All right. So between Aladdin, Hercules, Disenchanted, and Rapunzel, you've done a lot of work with Disney legend Alan Menken. I have. Do you have a favorite memory of working with him? Yes, I have two. The first one is when I first met him, I auditioned for Sister Act, the musical, and I got to the finals and I cracked so hard at the last audition. And it was so bad, the whole room just stopped, right? And he looks at me and he says, well, maybe we'll put that in the show. <laughs> and it was such an awkward moment. <laughs> such an awkward moment. I was like, huh, he hates me. So I told myself the next time I meet this man, I will sing my face off whether I get the job or not. You know, thank the maker. It was Aladdin and I ended up getting it. The okay. second one is our latest meeting. Uh, we were at the Disenchanted premiere. I, I didn't put Disenchanted in there. Oh my gosh, I totally, by the list. Yeah, dis he, you know, he says, have you heard the new song? And I said, no. He goes, we have a new song for Phil. You got to hear it. I'm like, great. I said, well, Alan, of course you've heard it. You wrote it. He was like, well, you want to hear it now? We're in the middle of the party here. We're in the middle of the party here. He goes, you want to hear it now? I was like, sure. So he pulls out his iPhone, gets his AirPods. He wipes them off. I don't put them totally in my air. You know, you want to do that, you know, sanitary, especially COVID and all that kind of stuff. So I put it near him. So I'm sitting at the disenchanted premiere after party next to EGOT. Alan Mankin, listening to his iPhone of a song he's written for me. 17-year-old me from 1992 was literally doing backflips, cartwheels, <laughs> jumping, oh. screaming. <laughs> because I remember hearing for the first time in 1989, Under the Sea, and tearing up. I remember sitting in the movie theater with my mom, listening to Little Shop of Horrors and tearing up going, what is this magic? And I'm sitting next to the man and he's like, James, I wrote the song for you. And I'm like, if you would have told me that that's where life would have gone, he's the nicest guy, he's the most energetic guy, one of the most talented brothers I've ever, he can literally sit on the piano and just start making up a song. And you're like, yeah, I hear it. I hear it on the radio. Yep, totally makes sense. Wow. He is. Mm just one of the most gifted artists and one of the biggest hearted guys I, I know. He's, I'm, I'm uh, glad I get to know him and glad I get to work with him. So cool. Okay, well, we love to ask our Disney guests about their, some of their Disney favorites. Yes. We just ask that you don't pick a project that you've been involved with. You got it. Starting with favorite Disney animated movie. Ah, favorite. Okay, that's, I'm gonna, there's so many, but I will say Alice in Wonderland. I know every oh, cool. line of that film backwards and forwards. I have a list. There's one close next to it. But yeah, because you said I couldn't say Aladdin. So <laughs> I think it's an excellent choice. And I think isn't 
Sterling Holloway, the Cheshire Cat. Am I making yes, that up? Yes, he is. All right. Yes, he is. Goes back to Sterling Holloway. I love that. And Edwin is the Mad Hatter. Jerry is the uh, March Hare. And I, those are my favorite scenes. <laughs> wow. All right. Favorite Disney animated series? Woo. DuckTales. No, I was a part of DuckTales. You're in DuckTales. I, I can't say DuckTales. <laughs> You've been so in too many. <laughs> clearly. I was going to say, I was going to say Darkwing Duck, but I'm a part of Darkwing Duck, which is in DuckTales. So with that being said, I will say, I will say this animated, uh, oh, oh, I know exactly what it is. Sorry. Gargoyles. Ooh. Done. Ooh. Gargoyles. Oh, I mean, Keith David. I mean, oh, the whole entire cast of Star Trek Next Generation. Yes. Gargoyles forever. Uh, they ever reboot that. Please call me. <laughs> you heard it here first. Disney stage musical. Ooh. I know I'm going to get hit for this because <laughs> I know what they want me to say. But Mary Poppins, it made me cry. Uh, I walked in and I said, I ain't going to cry when I see Mary Poppins. You know, I was, I was real brotherly when I got in there and I sat in that row and she flew over me and I was like, oh, this is beautiful. The minute she flew, I don't know what happened. I was like, what? I, I told Tom, I was like, what did you do to the air? He was like, nothing. It's just your child inside you came out. I was like, how dare you? But that's exactly what happened. Also, I love Ashley Brown. She's a wonderful person. Aww. She is. Favorite theme park attraction? Oh, hands down, Haunted Mansion. Ooh. And Haunted Mansion in... Disneyland in Anaheim, Haunted Mansion in Florida, and Haunted Mansion in Disney Paris, which is very different from the other two. And I cannot wait to see the Haunted Mansion in Tokyo as well. I must see them in every one. It's my favorite, favorite. I know that song. The Mellow Men sing the song, and it's, um, it's I know that song. I know that song at the back of my hand. I love that mm. ride. Ooh. Favorite Disney song? Oh, oh, I know what it is because I like singing it and I tear up. When you wish upon a star, when you um, wish upon a star, where I used to end my cabaret show with that, where I would end it before I got to the encore of some big number to like take people out happy and everything like that. But for a while, that was the end song of Disneyland's uh, firework show. And um, every time I would go, I would wish on the fake stars of the fireworks and wish that I could work for Disney. This is not a joke. This is not a lie. You can ask my father. I would go to Disneyland, the fireworks would start, and I would kind of tear up and go, please, please let me get to do this whatever it is just let me be able to be a part of this because the place made me so happy so yeah it's when you wish upon a star mm. theme park snack oh easy we call them the mickey heads and they're not but they're the mickey ice cream heads so they're kind of like the eskimo pies so it's like the vanilla ice cream with the dark chocolate wrapped around the top and they have like uh i, I forgot they don't put it in ice i forgot what they put it on but like it's so hard when you bite into it, but if you leave it out for two seconds, it will melt all over you. So you have you have like two <laughs> seconds to decide to breathe and then eat it. But I'm a diabetic, and so I will spread it out. I'll have one in the morning, walk, 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 hours of walking, and then have one at the end of the night. When we leave. <laughs> yes. Perfect. That's <laughs> the way to do it. Have you done a Disney cruise? Because those are yes, like the I secret have. menu item there. Yes. You can get oh, them everywhere. Gosh. That was before I heard I was a diabetic. When they told me. <laughs> Maybe that's what sent you over That's probably edge. what sent me over the edge. They were like, oh, yeah, we'll just send them to your room. And I was like, you'll do what? And my wife and I, we went off. It was terrible. You should never tell us that. It was so great. Oh, terrible, but so good. So, uh, right? Oh, oh my gosh. We are so sadly at our very last question, our very last Disney favorite, which sure. we ask all of our guests at the end of every interview. What is your favorite Disney memory? I have so many. 
my wife and I went to Disneyland one time. We were feeling really, really bad. Um, just life was just going crazy. So we drove to Disneyland and we didn't have enough money to stay in one of the hotels. So we went to Disneyland and then we went back to like the parking lot and kind of like took a nap in the car and then got up a couple hours later and went back to like California Adventure and Disneyland. When I went on vacation after winning the Tony and we went to Disney World, we kind of uh, teared up to see how far we had come. And we were in this giant suite and all these things were there. There were candies and chocolate strawberries. And we remembered, sorry, um, where we were when we would go to Disney just to feel okay because we were having such a bad week. We weren't even married yet. And now here we were married like over a decade. And we're like, look how far we've come. That Disney memory always gets me because I go, that girl's been with me this whole journey. When I had absolutely nothing, when Disney didn't even know who I was, we went to the Aladdin Spectacular. And I cried because I knew at the time they weren't looking for African-Americans for Genie. They were looking for them for Jafar. And I didn't want to play Jafar. I knew what I wanted to play. And we went back, saw the show, slept in the car, went back and then came back. And then I got to play Genie and here we are. So I think that journey is my favorite Disney memory, honestly. Oh my gosh, that is a beautiful story. <laughs> and relatable. I think so many of us over the years go to the Disney parks because, you know, they're our happy place. They, yeah. they can take a dark moment and make it bright. Very yeah. much so. I, I've had many discussions, you know, with people about Disney and this and that and history and blah, blah. And I go, that's all, that's all well and good. I said, but you can say that about anything in this great country of ours. So my, for me, as my cousin likes to say, don't try to steal my joy. I know where my joy comes from. And when my wife and I get in that car, we have a ritual, which is really stupid and funny to us, whether it's Disneyland or Disney World. Once we get near the park, we turn on Toto and listen to Toto's <laughs> greatest hits to the park. And then when we're leaving, coming back home, like leaving completely to go back home, we turn on Drew Hill. I don't know how that started, but it started it's such a ritual that the children of our family who are now adults know the ritual. We get into the car, the renter car in Florida, and they're like, Toto? And we're like, Toto! And we're like, turn on! And we just sing Toto all the way up and then sing Drew Hill all the way back to the airport. That's, you know, these are... I, <laughs> so I love that this. is so magical. So unique. It is. I sometimes so sing Toto's Africa while I walk into the Africa section yes! of Disney's Animal Kingdom. January 12, 2023, we've been married 21 years. And we've been, we've been, thank you. We've been doing that ritual for 15 years. I kid wow. you not. That's wow. what happened. Yeah, no joke. Uh. Amazing. And now you get to spread this ritual to all of our listeners who I'm yes. sure at Someone's least one is going to start. Yes, exactly. someone's going to try. <laughs> and that I person may. might be me, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James, thank you so much. This has been amazing. This thank is, you. We're the best so time. happy that like, congrats on Mr. Puppy Paws and Phil Yay. and everything that led you on this incredible journey. And we cannot wait to see what lies ahead. 
I look forward to it. And I say thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to be on your show. I'm a huge fan of D23 and, of course, D23 podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, hey, you know, we'll just keep making Disney magic, y'all. Sounds like a plan. Gargoyles, that was a good show. It was a good show. I know. What? I like his routine. You know, I feel like we all have like a certain few things that we do on our way to or from or you know at the parks. I feel like that's a whole episode we should be going into. <laughs> yes, agreed. Well, until then, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.